What is up, you guys? Welcome back to the Fast and Flow podcast. I'm your host, Fast and Flow, otherwise known as Katherine Kelly. You're running Bestie, a New York City-based long-distance runner and certified personal trainer and soon-to-be certified run coach. And I also work in corporate strategy at a fitness company. So we are all things fitness over here. Today, I want to talk about becoming an F45 instructor. I'm recently an F45 instructor as of last week. I want to talk about what the whole process with that was like. I also want to talk about the process of becoming a certified personal trainer because just to, for the avoidance um, of any doubt, you have to be a certified personal trainer in order to coach any type of fitness, group fitness or otherwise. So I did my certified personal training through NASM, N-A-S-M, which is one of the big um, personal training certifications. They also have a lot of other certifications within the fitness space, but it was super awesome. I want to get into my whole journey with that and how I kind of planned out my time to be able to complete that certification while working at the same time. And moreover, why I even wanted to become a certified personal trainer, what sparked that um, kind of initial thought in me and what my history with group fitness has been going all the way back to high school, honestly, um, why I got really interested in group fitness in the first place and what role it plays in my life. Because obviously I do a lot of running um, with run clubs. I do a lot of running on my own, but group fitness is a complete other animal. You're obviously in a class setting with an instructor, music is blasting and it's super fun. So I kind of want to just take you guys through that whole journey. Also, if anyone has a synonym for journey, I freaking hate that word, but I don't know how else to describe any of these things, Um, but I know it's just such an annoying word. I guess like my experience, that's another word that you could use, but that doesn't, like experience seems like it's like a single point in time, whereas journey implies it's a long, over a longer period of time. Anyway, maybe I'll have to go on the thesaurus and look up some synonyms because it's just completely unacceptable to keep saying journey. (laughs) But anyway, let's get into a little life update. It is currently Sunday at 3.50 p.m. as I'm recording this. It is raining outside. Just looking out the window, I am recording this from my bed, which is my favorite thing to do. Um, I also have to always shut the door because you really need like a very quiet environment when you record. Um, I don't bother myself as much with that when I'm recording for TikTok or Instagram, obviously, because I am fully outside and running and it's not like the best audio quality, but it is what it is and it's authentic to the moment because <laughs> I'm out there and I also get my best ideas when I'm on a run or a walk. Like I get my best ideas when I'm moving, not when I'm sitting down. So that's why all of my videos are filmed of me on a walk. Also, because when I'm in my apartment sitting down, I'm working like my corporate job and you're not really going to be creative when you're working your corporate job. You're just answering emails, answering slacks, completing tasks, one after the next after the next. You don't really have a chance to be creative until you stand up, get the juices flowing, stop looking at your computer for a second, start walking around, and then I just think of a million ideas. So that's why everything I always record on a walk. But a podcast, you can't really do that. You have to be in a very quiet room um, that has like at least okay audio quality. So It is what it is. Um, At some point, I do want to get like a better audio system because right now I just record on my phone. But hey, I've been doing it for almost a year now. I think it's like we're getting close to episode 40. Um, Not sure what number this episode is, but that's pretty crazy. I've been doing it every week for almost a year and I've just been using my phone. That's it. I record it in my voice notes on my phone. I just 
sit here and chat with you guys. And I did want to share that because you don't really need a lot of equipment to get going. I mean, especially if you want to start posting on Instagram, posting on TikTok, having a podcast, like all I've used so far is my phone. And yes, I I do have an iPhone. So I'm not saying that that's inexpensive, but a lot of people have an iPhone. So it's really cool that you, how much you can do with just this one device. I think that's pretty freaking awesome without having to like lug around a bunch of cameras and microphones and stuff. Like you don't need the perfect setup to get started. One day I would love to have a little podcast recording studio in my home and I would love to have some more equipment and I would love to get a vlog camera and start vlogging and, you know, take more time to edit. But for now we're being scrappy. We're getting out there and it's super fun. I went to the Endorphins X Lulu run this morning. It was a really good time. I haven't been going to too many run clubs, so it was really nice to see some old friends. I also met some new followers. It's really crazy. Like every single time I go to a run club or to an event, or even sometimes when I'm just out running by myself, I run into followers and it truly makes my day. I will beat this to a pulp because I know it feels awkward to walk up to someone you don't know. And trust me, it feels really awkward to me when I'm in the reverse situation and I see somebody that I know from social media and I want to say hi to them, but I think, oh, I don't want to bother them. Please bother me. You don't understand how happy it makes me when I get to talk to you guys because I'm sitting here by myself on my phone, not knowing if any of this is resonating with people on the other side. So when you guys come up to me and tell me about like how you watched me train for a marathon and how I impacted your training and the new goals that you have and just things that resonate with you that I post that literally that's the reason I do it. That is the reason I'm posting. That's the reason I'm spending so much time on social media. Like I don't honestly love social media. I think there are really great things about it. And I feel like I'm on the really good side of social media. That's super inspirational and has changed my life. And I hope I am helping you guys change your lives and like reach for even further goals than you thought that you could. But social media is also like honestly really toxic. (laughs) So, you know, there's a healthy balance there. But when you guys come up to me and tell me how much I helped you or just like that it makes you smile to follow along with me, that makes my day every single time. So thank you so much. So fun this morning meeting everyone. Um, Yesterday, we actually did a little engagement photo shoot. We got engaged a year ago, so we're a little late to the game. We did have photos from our the actual proposal. I didn't realize, like, I didn't know Brett was going to propose that day. I didn't know there was a photographer until afterwards. So those photos were awesome because they were not posed. They were completely candid, but they obviously weren't from close up um, because this guy had to be kind of far away, um, literally in the trees of Central Park. It was so funny. Like, people kept commenting, this guy definitely moonlights as a private investigator. Like, how did he get these photos? It was insane. But the photos were so good. The moment was so pure, and I really, really liked that about the engagement like none of the photos were us looking at the camera because we didn't I didn't I mean Brett knew the camera was there but he didn't know where um and I didn't even know that the camera was there so that was awesome but one of our friends is a super talented photographer she does social media now um and she's just so awesome at what she does and so she offered to help us out and take some photos um just for fun she kind of wanted to get back into it too and take out her old camera and so we just had so much fun with that it's really fun shooting with your friends um because it's not as nerve-wracking i think as when someone that you don't know directing you where to go but i do think it was really helpful having her just like tell us how to pose and just be very patient with us because it's definitely something that's nerve-wracking and even though i record myself a lot with my phone it's me recording myself i know what angles to hit it's also video so video is definitely a lot more movement very different than photo um 
So just kind of getting used to the different poses, the different cues, and just being comfortable, honestly feeling a little bit uncomfortable because you might feel weird in the moment, but then the photos turn out so good and it just gives you a lot of trust in the process. So that was really fun. I'm so glad we did that yesterday. And then we took them out to dinner as a thank you. We also had Brett's Christmas party this week. Brett and I did our Christmas dinner this week. We always do a little date night. So there was a lot going on, a lot of drinking this week that happens around the holidays. I have nothing against it. I actually made a TikTok about this, but I drink when I want to drink and I don't drink when I don't want to drink. I'm very intuitive with it. So I I do enjoy some nice wine, a little Aperol spritz, a little nice cocktail, and I plan to have fun over the holidays and I plan to continue having fun. So it was just a really good weekend, really well-rounded, getting a lot of work done today and feeling really good about the upcoming week and heading into the holidays. So now let's get into the actual topic of the episode, which is my experience, my journey with becoming an F45 instructor. But in order to get to that point, which is where I am today, I need to go all the way back to starting around my senior year of high school, which is when I started going to SoulCycle. That was my first experience with group fitness. I was running track all the other years. So my freshman year, sophomore year, and junior year, I ran track throughout the off-season and the winter just to stay in shape between soccer and lacrosse. Um, And then I ended up doing swimming my senior year. So I've always done a lot of sports. I've always been an active skier, um, everything. I love all sports. I think it's just so fun. I just love moving my body, and I love being competitive and being on teams. That's definitely something I miss about um, my life now. It's like not being able to be on teams really, but I do feel like I get a lot of that camaraderie from run club, even though running is such a solo sport. That's why I think run clubs are so, so, so special because you get to share that experience with other people who are also working towards really tough goals. So I love that. But SoulCycle was my first experience with group fitness and I definitely liked it. I didn't love it. I am not really somebody who loves when there are people like what I perceive as like almost yelling, like so emphatic of like, yeah, you got to do this and you got to push harder. And like, I don't know. I I do think it can be helpful and it is helpful in certain moments to like really get the energy levels up. But I'm somebody who's very self-motivated. And when somebody tells me to like bike harder or run faster, it makes me want to not, it makes me want to just stop, which I don't know why. Like I act like I'm three years old when somebody tells me that, but I just don't really like the vibe of somebody screaming at me. Like I kind of really like to get into my own body, but I did do soul cycle for a while. And there was a few instructors that I, I really vibed with. And that's the first time I realized that the energy of the instructor is so important. And it's not that one instructor is better than the other. It's that certain instructors really resonate with you and then some don't. And that is something that's inquantifiable. It's the same way with social media. Certain creators, like I'm sure there's a million running creators. Like that's, I had some issues when I first started because I was like, well, there's so many running creators. Why would I also post? Like, what am I bringing to the table? And it's sometimes you can quantify it like, oh, well, Catherine does something different than this other creator but a lot of times it's really just the energy and the vibe and the way that the person speaks and the way that the person carries himself and like I don't know where exactly where they're at in life just really resonates with some people so that's why there's always room for anyone to do anything because you're gonna do it differently 
than the person next to you. And that's the beautiful thing about life. And I love that. And so that's when I really first started to realize, wow, the instructor is super integral to the experience. There were certain instructors that I absolutely fell in love with and I would only want to go to them. It wasn't the class that I wanted to go to specifically. It was the instructor. And so that was really cool. I did that for one winter. I did Soul Cycle for one winter. And then my freshman and sophomore year of college, like I was really into Orange Theory. And I got into that because one of my friends in my friend group was also into it. And so that was a different experience, right? Because that has the cardio focus, which is the treads and the rowers. And then it has the strength focus. And that was the first time that I was doing strength training in a group fitness setting. I had done strength training before, like strength and agility training um, with a trainer. My sister and I used to go every Saturday and then we started going twice a week um, when we were getting really deep to the lacrosse season to just kind of keep up our strength because um, for school sports, like in high school, we didn't also lift. We only, we just went to practice. And so that was, I just like was not as knowledgeable at the time, but luckily my brother was training at a tennis academy and he was doing strength and conditioning. And so my mom was like, Oh, you guys should like you guys, meaning me and my sister should try it out too. And I really liked it again. There were a lot of exercises that I didn't love. Like strength training can definitely be a grind. And that type of hit training where you're getting your heart rate up really high, really quickly. And like kind of that speed and agility training, we would do a lot of that too. Like that's super exhausting. I wouldn't necessarily call that fun, but the trainer that we were with Theo, oh my gosh, shout out Theo. I love Theo. He was the best and he made me want to keep coming back. So again, it wasn't necessarily the workout. Like sometimes the workout was fun, but sometimes it sucked and that's just how it goes. Okay. Even when you see fitness instructors online, they don't like every single thing that they do. Listen, I love running. I would run every day till the end of time. Um, I've recently been getting really into strength training. Strength training is extraordinarily important for so many reasons. Do I particularly like love it and crave it? Not really, okay? I love the results. I love feeling strong. I love feeling confident in my body. Genuinely, the most confident I've ever felt in my body is right now and it's the strongest I've ever been and I'm not saying that just to like be like oh yeah it's the strongest but no I feel so good right now and honestly the physique comes with the feeling but being the most skinny is the weakest I've ever felt like I kind of I guess I looked good quote unquote to some people to myself at the time, I thought I looked good when I was really skinny, but I felt super horrible. Like I can't even explain how horrible I felt. I know other people feel that feeling. And the reason I'm able to talk about these things so passionately is because you're best equipped to help the person that you once were. And I know what it feels like to be in the depths of like just really bad, disordered eating, disordered body image and feeling really weak. And so when I started getting into the strength training, I was like, oh my gosh, this is a whole nother ball game, like feeling really strong and building muscle and getting bigger, not smaller. And it was a really cool mindset shift for me. And I really did start to feel super solid. I always just remember thinking, oh my God, I feel really solid. Like my core feels solid. My arms, my legs, I feel solid right now. And I loved that feeling. And I still love that feeling. And that's something that I continue to chase after. And that's why I want to keep building more muscle and keep getting stronger. And it's really, really fun for me. So do I love the actual act of the exercise? Maybe not, but I love the outcome. And sometimes we do things that we don't love in the moment because we're going for a broader goal. And yeah. So anyway, I started doing Orange Theory and I really liked it. It was 
definitely pushing me really hard. Um, you would sprint in the classes, you would do strength training, you would get on the rower sometimes. Again, there were certain instructors that I, this one guy, Glenn, oh my goodness, I was like in love with him, to be honest. <laughs> so I wanted to go to his class, but and he just genuinely had a really good vibe. Um, and there was a couple others that I loved to go to. And again, I really started to notice it could be the same class, but with a different instructor, it feels completely different. And so I started doing that. Something I didn't like about that was they recommended you went four times a week. And knowing what I know now, that is very unhealthy to be sprinting four times a week. And I just didn't know that at the time. So I would always kind of feel bad about myself when I couldn't hit the paces or when I felt really sore. But genuinely, that's too many times to be sprinting. Like now knowing what I know now and training how I train, I only have two days a week that are hard and two days a week where I do like speed work. And so four days is literally insane. Um, you're never going to get the highest quality reps out of anything if you're doing something too mu- too many times in a week. So I just didn't really vibe with that. Um, I also didn't really like how I would never get any splat points. So if you've never been to Orange Theory before, basically when your heart rate is in like essentially zone four or zone five, you get splat points. And the reason is because like the higher your heart rate is, or this is the science that they had told us, the higher your heart rate is, the more calories you'll burn for the next 24 hours. I legitimately have no idea if that's scientifically backed. No idea. But I believed it at the time. Not sure if it's true. So anyway, but of course, you want to get those spot points. You want to get your heart rate really high. But I would never get my heart rate that high or would never get that many splat points, even though I would be going on the highest incline. I would be sprinting the fastest of anyone in the class, but my heart rate is just genetically low. I have so many people ask me about this. It's genetic, genetically very low and I am also very fit. So those two things go hand in hand, okay? It's not just I was born this way and born knowing how to be like an endurance queen. Like I worked really, and I still continue to work really hard for that. Um, But genetically, my heart rate's also low. And that cannot be, genetics cannot be overlooked in anything within sport, within anything really in life. Like genetics do play a part and I will never say that they don't. Um, But I also work for what I have. So I could never get my heart rate that high and I would get very frustrated because people would be wearing these heart rate monitors and like all of their calories would be on the screen and I would never have that many calories. My heart rate would never be that high. And that was still at a time when I was in college and I really couldn't bear that. I thought most calories, highest heart rate. Otherwise I'm not doing a good job and I would get really down on myself. So then I would start running a bunch before class and running after class and like trying to burn more calories. And it was just a really toxic environment. So I really didn't like that. And it just wasn't good for me at the time. And I don't think Orange Theory is bad. I would genuinely go back to Orange Theory today. I just think the recommendation of doing it four times in a week and kind of how much emphasis gets put on the spot points and calories, I think for a lot of women, again, specifically can be really detrimental mentally. So anyway, I just think I do think it's something that fitness professionals have to really take into account seriously. Um, And different people you can talk to differently. But yeah, it just wasn't good for me at the time. But I did really like the environment of going to work out with other people and having them kind of motivate me instead of always having to work out alone. So I really liked that aspect. Fast forward to literally a couple months ago, I found F45. I had heard people talking about F45 for a long time. I had seen it all over my social media. Some some of my friends from high school actually coach at F45. So it had been coming up everywhere, but I was honestly afraid to try it before the marathon finished because like I was just way too far into training. I had my routine. I didn't want to start like strength training heavily. You're strength training differently and like get super sore and not be able to hit my workouts in the last couple weeks of training. So I just said, you know what, after the marathon, I'll start up going to F45. And I started going 
and immediately after the first class I fell in love like I really did not think I was gonna like it but I'll tell you why I love it one there are no mirrors in the class you cannot look at yourself there's no vanity you literally are just there doing the exercises concentrating on your form being in your body being in the moment of the class without looking in the mirror and obsessing over how you look and that was an issue for me in a lot of other workout classes. And again, I'm not saying that this is the workout class's fault. I'm just saying this is my personal experience is that when there are a lot of mirrors around, I tend to look at myself. I tend to look at my body, criticize my body. And, you know, I really don't do that too much anymore. But still, no matter how much you break free, you'll always have those little thoughts that you, you know, you have and you say, hey, you know, you're not welcome here. But I just think not having the mirror is really helpful to just really allow you to be in the moment and not be comparing your body to anyone else's. That was one thing. The second thing was the demeanor of the coaches. They were all so approachable yet helpful. So they were correcting your form, correcting your form more than any class I've ever seen before. And I do think it's necessary because F45 is largely strength focused. So you actually have to make sure that people are doing these strength exercises correctly, especially as you start picking up heavier and heavier weight because you will actually injure yourself. So it's different than just somebody running on the treadmill. Like you're not going to have somebody running on the treadmill at Orange Theory and be like critiquing their tread, their running form. But you do have to have people critiquing and just helping you out and giving you a little nudge with your form at F45. And most people are super amenable. I've actually never seen somebody who was like, oh, I don't want form correction. Everyone really wants to learn. Everyone at F45 is so nice. Like everyone that goes to the class is so nice. Um, and it just really feels like a community. Like after the class, everyone's like high-fiving, fist bumping. You really feel like you're part of a community. There's a lot of regulars that always go. But I, the thing that I loved about the coaches was they were hands-on, They were super helpful, but they were approachable. They were never making you feel like, oh, you're doing it wrong and you should feel bad for doing an exercise wrong. No, they're always just kind of like, hey, like, let me come in here. Let me give you a little nudge. Let's like talk about why we have to switch this, you know, your form for this. And like, even when it would be a more cardio focused class and we'd be getting to the end, the last couple reps, you could see the class has been like super dead and they're dying down a little bit. The coaches will hop in. Like I'll do this all the time, hop in for the last, you know, 15, 30 seconds and be like, all right, I'm going to do it with you guys. Let's go. Let's finish out these kettlebell swings. Let's finish out these ice skaters. Let's finish out this plank. Come on, like 20 more seconds. And it's really cool. And it actually really does help people through when you like give them that boost of energy at the end, because obviously we're not taking the class, we're coaching the class. So it's cool to be able to have that reserve of energy and be able to donate it to someone else that needs it at that time. I think that's really awesome. But moreover, I would just say the community oriented nature of the class really got me. So I started going for about a month. I loved it. And I was like, you know what? I've always wanted to coach group fitness. Maybe this is my shot. Okay. So now I've kind of taken you through my whole um, experience with group fitness and why I started, what I liked about it, what I didn't like about it. But now let's rewind a little bit to the reason I could just apply to be an F45 instructor is because I have been a certified personal trainer for three years. Now, I did my certified personal training through NASM, NASM, National Academy of Sports Medicine. It's one of the uh, several accredited institutions that do a lot of the 
sports certifications, fitness certifications. They're really great. Definitely check them out if you are thinking about becoming a certified personal trainer or anything. I just did my, I just renewed my first aid and AED certification through them. I've been first aid and AED certified since I was 17. So almost 10 years now, and I just keep renewing it. I do think everyone should be first aid and AED certified. Um, I've actually used the Heimlich maneuver before, which is crazy. Um, but everyone should know how to do that. It's really scary that not everyone does sidebar. But anyway, um, I did that certification when I was still working in investment banking. So I never wanted to be in investment banking long-term. I, and this is again, another whole nother episode of just like talking about my career progression and like going to business school and going to investment banking and then breaking out of that and that whole journey. So I'll definitely make another episode on that because I think it's an important one to tell and important to understand about me. So you guys kind of know who I am. And I know there's a lot of other people that are wanting to change their career and questioning where they're at. So I think that would be a super helpful episode. And I'm excited to record that in the coming weeks. But I was not super happy in investment banking. I was working really, really hard. I was working 80 hours a week. It is insane. It is life sucking. It's truly so draining. I didn't feel like myself for three years. And honestly, that was really sad. Um, but I always knew I needed to be working towards something that I wanted to do. Like I needed another goal. So I didn't really have enough time to be training for races or even running that much just because I really couldn't like step away from my desk during the day. But I did have quote unquote extra time in the middle of the night. So I would finish working around midnight or 1am and then I would do my personal training certification from like 12 to 2 or 1 to 3 something like that or if I could just squeeze in an hour before I was too tired to go to bed I would do that and it took me several several months to do the certification like you can definitely do it honestly in probably a month if you just had more time um but I didn't really have that much time so I would do it whenever I could and yeah I was doing it just literally in the middle of the night but it was something that meant a lot to me and it was something that really showed me hey you're committing to yourself you're working towards your future goals investment banking is temporary. You're not going to be here forever. It's going to be okay. That's what I would always tell myself. This is temporary. You got it. Catherine It's temporary. You don't have to be here forever. And you have a choice, even though sometimes it felt like I didn't have a choice. You have a choice whether you can stay or you can go. So yeah, that really got me through it. Having something else to focus on that was kind of like working towards another career goal was really helpful. I didn't know what I was going to do with the cert- the personal training certification. I didn't know if I was ever going to use the personal training certification, but it was knowledge that I just wanted for myself regardless. Like I wanted to study human anatomy. I wanted to study human movement. Um, I always think it would be really interesting to go back to school and study kinesiology. That could definitely be in my future, which is just the study of human movement. I think that would be really cool. Um, but obviously I was never trained in like sports science or exercise science or anything like that. So I had to do the learning on my own. So I got my personal training certification a few years ago. Um, it actually expired and I had did, I hadn't done anything with it cause it, it only lasts for two years. So then I had to do another course to renew it and pay again to renew it. Um, but I did that. And so I have my, my personal training certification today. And that again, took time. It took commitment to get, but I knew that there was a chance down the line. I might want to do something with it. 
So that's kind of the backstory on that. And I obviously I wasn't posting on social media during that time. That was years ago. Um, I actually was posting on social media, but I didn't have a big following. I had like 200, 300 followers. Uh, I made this account fast and flow back in June of 2020, but I didn't take it super seriously until about July of 2022. So I had it for about two years, um, before I started taking it super seriously. And honestly, just like believing that I could, you know, do something with it. Cause it's really crazy. Um, and that had to be a whole identity shift to like, Oh, you just work in investment banking to no, you can actually build something for yourself. You can actually be a running content creator. You can actually be super knowledgeable. You just got to put in the time and the work and the effort. And so that was, that was super cool. But anyway, so I had my personal training certification. I applied to F45. I sent over my resume. I added like my marathon time onto my resume. I added my certifications onto my resume, just like kind of show that I'm, you know, I'm legit. I'm really interested in this, even though my background, my corporate background might not like totally lend itself to that conclusion. Um, and I wrote a really long cover letter, <laughs> like multiple paragraphs. Sometimes I'm like, oh, is this too much? But I'm like, no, they need to understand how passionate I am. I wrote a really really nice cover letter about how passionate I am about training and um the studio manager so I'd been going to his class for a while he called me up and was like hey why don't you come in let's let's see what you are like when I'm just going to give you a class come in you'll train with me and I'll see what you're like and he basically didn't really give me any instructions he told me that I would be demoing the workout and just to come in and be ready and come in like 30 minutes early and he gave me a cardio day which I had never been to I'd only been to the strength days and the hybrid days he gave me a cardio day and 6 30 in the morning and he's like, I've never seen you in class this early. I've never seen you in a cardio day. So let's do that. So it was definitely a little bit of a test. He didn't tell me much. He, I, I demoed the workout. All went well. He was like, all right, just kind of do what you think you should do. And then we'll catch up after class. So I was going around chatting with people, you know, correcting form, getting to know people. And then at the end of the class, he sprung this on me. He was like, okay, Catherine's going to be leading you through a core progression. And I was like, oh, sure. In that moment, I could not remember a single core exercise, not a singular one. I, it was like I had never exercised before in my life. So I was like, you know what? Get down in a plank. And then when you're down in the plank, you'll think about the next couple exercises. And my mind was just truly blank, so frazzled. But we got down in the plank, ended up getting through it. I honestly kind of blacked it out. Um, and he was like, okay, you did a pretty good job at the end. Did, did a good job explained a couple things to me, kind of critiqued me on a couple of things. And I was like, all right, why don't you come in again and let's kind of try this for a second time. And he had told me beforehand that like a lot of people are nervous their first time. And, you know, it's kind of hard to tell just from the first time whether the person will be a good fit. So, but he indicated like after my first time that things were going well, um, but he kind of just wanted to see me perform in a different type class. So it was, this was an afternoon class. It was a hybrid class. Um, and he just wanted to see if I would implement the critiques that he gave me on the Wednesday class. And this was a Friday. So it was two days later. So I did that class. And after that class, he was like, all right, you know, I really, I like working with you. Basically it was started giving me all of the information that I needed to know. So I was like, okay, I think I'm hired, but it never was official. Like, Hey, you're hired. It was kind of just like after that class, he just started giving me all the information. So I was like, okay, this is a good sign. He's putting me on the schedule. This is a really good sign. However, at this point, I still can't coach by myself because I'm still going through all my F45 training modules. There's a whole F45 academy that you have to go through. So I'm coaching alongside another coach. I'm getting paid to coach. I'm on the payroll, uh, but I am not like coaching on my own yet. I'm still, I'm kind of just like coaching with someone else. 
I don't really know what you would call it. I'm not like an assistant coach. Like I am a coach, but I'm coaching with somebody else and going through my F45 Academy certifications at the same time. Um, so that's kind of the whole process there. It's been really fun. I am going to take the week off between Christmas and New Year's from my corporate job. So I'll be able to concentrate on running stuff and wedding stuff, which will be really nice. So I'll try to just knock out the F45 certifications then, or I guess that's fitness, fitness stuff, running stuff, <laughs> um, running coach certification, then focus on wedding stuff. But that's kind of the progression. Um, I'm coaching now five classes a week, so nothing too crazy. I'm coaching Tuesday, Wednesday morning, and Friday afternoon. Tuesday's my big day. Um, I coach at Lincoln Square South, so if anyone wants to come, just definitely hit me up. You can DM me. Um, I'll let you know which classes I'm teaching, and I'm definitely getting more comfortable as every class goes on and it's really cool it's really fun to be interacting with people in person as i was saying at the beginning of the episode like posting on social media is great but being able to connect with people in person that's my ultimate goal like i want to i love working with people it brings me so much happiness and so much joy and especially as somebody who works from home like i just even extra need that personal connection so i've really been having a lot of fun with it it's definitely a new skill set that i'm learning i'm learning how to form correct people in a way that's like not intimidating but I'm also just learning so much about you know the different muscles of the body and how they connect obviously I've read all of this in books before but I've never actually seen it in practice so it's cool to be working with other coaches and like see how they explain um, to people when they're having trouble with certain exercises or having pain in certain parts of their body and kind of dissect it and get to the end of it and that's really cool I'm learning so much about how the body works um, but I'm really enjoying it and yeah, it's been it's been really cool. I'm so excited I decided to take the leap and just try it out. And I think like moreover, just don't be afraid to try things out. I feel like I used to ruminate over things for so long and be like the perfect environment has to be present for me to just try something. It's like, just try it. Try it. Try for a few weeks. Try for a few months. If you don't like it, you move on. It's okay. Like that's life. And we try things that we don't like. It's okay. I'm not saying I'm going to be an F45 instructor forever, but for, for this time, I'm learning a lot. It's really fun. And we're just going to keep going with that. And I think that's awesome. So hopefully this was like a good little background on just like my interest in group fitness, my experience with group fitness and becoming an F45 instructor. And I'll definitely continue to talk about being an F45 instructor as I get more seasoned with it and more acquainted with the whole thing. But yeah, I just really wanted to touch on that because I've gotten some DMs about it and I thought what better place than to just sit down for 30 minutes and explain on the podcast. So thank you guys so much for listening. You make my week every week. So many people have been posting on their stories and DMing me that they've been listening to the podcast and it makes my heart extraordinarily happy. So thank you so, so much. I love you guys and I will talk to you next week. Bye.